The BFG, Chapter Nine: The Blood Boltler. Suddenly, a tremendous thumping noise came from outside the cave entrance, and a voice like thunder shouted, "Runt, is you in there, Runt? I's hearing you jabbling. Who is you jabbling to, Runt? Look out!" cried the BFG. "It's the Blood Boltler." But before he had finished speaking, the stone was rolled aside, and a fifty-foot giant, more than twice as tall and wide as the BFG, came striding into the cave. He was naked except for a dirty little piece of cloth around his bottom. Sophie was on the tabletop. The enormous, partially. Eaten Snarl's cumber was lying near her. She ducked behind it. The creature came clumping into the cave and stood towering over the BFG. Who was you jabbling to in here just now? He boomed. I is jabbling to myself. The BFG answered. Piz, pillowfiz, fiz! Shouted the blood bolter. Buzz wallop. He boomed. You is talking to a human being. That's what I is thinking. No, no! cried the BFG. Yas, yas! Boomed the blood bolter. I is guessing you had snitched away a human being and brought it back to your bungle, bung, bung, bungholes, bunghole as a pet. So now I is winkling it out of guzzling it as extra snacks before my supper. The poor BFG was very nervous. There's n- no one in here, he stammered. Wh- why don't you l- leave me alone? The blood bolter pointed a finger, as large as a tree trunk, at the BFG. Runty little scuzz, scum, scum skewer, he shouted, piffling little swish figgler, squim, imping little bottlewort, prunty, prunty little pogs wizer. I is now going to search the prim primroses. Primroses. He grabbed the BFG by the arm, and you is going to help me do it. Us together is going to winkle out this tasteful little human being. He shouted. The BFG had intended to whisk Sophie off the table as soon as he got the chance and hide her behind his back, but now there was no hope of doing this. Sophie peered around the chewed off end of the enormous snarl's cumber, watching the two giants as they moved away down the cave. The BFG. The blood bolter was a gruesome sight. His skin was reddish brown. There was black hair sprouting on his chest and arms, and on his stomach, the hair on his head was long and dark, and ta- and dark and tangled. His full face was round and squashy looking. The eyes were tiny black holes. The nose was small and flat, but the mouth was huge. 
It spread right across the face, almost ear to ear, ear, and it had lips that were like two gigantic purple frank furters lying one on top of the other. Craggy little, craggy yellow teeth stuck out between the pur- the two purple frank furter. Lips and rivers of spit ran down over the chin. It was not in the least difficult to believe that this ghastly, ghastly brute ate men, women, and children every night. The blood bolter, still holding the BFG by the arm, was examining the rows and rows. Of bottles, you and your pibbling bottles," he shouted. "What is you putting in them? Nothing that would interest you," the BFG answered. "You was only interested in guzzling human beings, and you is dotty as a dog's waggler," cried the bo- blood bolter. Soon, the blood bolter. Would be coming back, Sophie told herself, and he was bound to search the tabletop. But she couldn't possibly jump off the table. It was twelve feet high. She'd break a leg. The snow's cumber, although it was as thick as a prem, perambulator, prem perambulator, was not going to hide her if the blood bolter picked it up. She examined the chew off, chewed off end. It had large seeds in the middle, each one as big as a melon. They were embedded, embedded in soft, slimy stuff. Taking care to stay out of sight, Sophie reached forward and scooped away half a dozen of these seeds. This left a hole in the middle of the snozzcumber, large enough for her to crouch in. So long, in so long as, so long as she rolled herself up into a ball, she crawled into it. It was a wet and slimy hiding place. But what did that matter if it? Was going to save her from being eaten. The blood bolter and the BFG were coming back towards the table. The BFG was nearly fainting with fear. Any moment, he was telling himself Sophie would be discovered and eaten. Suddenly, the blood bolter grabbed the half-eaten snozzcumber. The BFG star- stared at the bare table. Sophie. Where is you? He thought desperately. You cannot possibly jumbling off that high table. So where is you hiding, Sophie? So this is the filth, filthing, filthing, rotten, gullabage, gullabage you was eating. Boom! The blood bolter holding up the partly eaten snozz cumber. You must be. Cockling cockles, cockles to be guzzling such rab squash. For a moment, the blood bolter seemed to have forgotten about his search for Sophie. The BFG decided to lead him further off the track. 
That is the scrumdiddlyumptious snozcumber," he said. "I is guzzling it gleefully every night and day. Is you never trying a snozcumber, blood bolter? Human beings is juicier," the blood bolter said. "You is talking rumtut," the BFG said, growling, growing, growing. Braver by the second, he was thinking that if only he could get the blood bolter to take one bite out of the rumptious vegetable, the sheer reposive vegetable, the sheer fullness full, fullness of its flavor would send him bellowing out of the cave. I is happy to let you sample it. The BFG went on, but please, when you see how truly glumptious it is, do not be guzzling the whole thing. Leave me a little snitchit for my supper. The BF, the blood bolter stared suspiciously with small piggy eyes at the snozzcumber. Sophie, crouching inside the chewed-off end, began to tremble all over. You is not switch switch fiddling. Switch fiddling me is you? The said the blood bolter. Never cried the BFG patient, passionately. Passionately, take a bite, and I am positive you will be shouting out. Oh how scrumdiddlyumptious this wonderveg, wonderveg, wonderveg is! The BFG could see the greedy blood bolter's mouth beginning to water more than ever at the prompts prospect prospect of extra food. Vegetables is very good for you," he went on. "It is not healthsome." Always to be eating meaty things. Just this once, the blood bolter said, "I is going to taste these rotstum eats of yours, but I is warning you that you that if it is filthsome, I is smashing it all over your sludgy little head." He picked up the snozzcumber. He began raising it on its long journey to his mouth, some fifty feet up in the air. Sophie wanted to scream, "Don't!" But that would have been an even more certain death. Crouching among the slimy seeds, she felt herself being lifted, and. Lifted up and up and up. Suddenly, there was a crunch as the blood bolter bit a huge hunk off the end. Sophie saw his yellow teeth clamping together, few inches from her head. Then there was utter darkness. She was in his mouth. She caught a whiff of his evil-smelling breath. It stank. Of bad meat, she waited for the teeth to go crunch once more. She prayed. She prayed. She prayed that she would be killed quickly. Ouch! Roared the blood bolter. Oh, leech! And then he spat all of the 
great lumps of the snow's cumber that were in his mouth, as well as Sophie herself, went shooting out across the cave. If Sophie had strung the stony wall, stony wall, stony wall of the cave, she would most certainly have been killed. Instead, she hit the soft folds of the BFG's black cloak hanging against the wall. She dropped to the ground, half stunned. She crawled under the hem of the cloak, and there she crouched. "You little swin burglar!" roared the blood bolter. "You little..." Pigs willer! He rushed at the BFG and smashed what was left of the snozzcumber over his head. Fragments of the filthy vegetable splashed all over the cave. You is not loving it, the BFG said, and asked, asked in, innocently, innocently rubbing his head. Loving it. Yelled the blood bolter. That is the most disgustingest taste that is ever touching my teeth. You must be buggies to be swallowed, touch slutch like that. Every night you could be galloping off happily, happy as a hamburger and gobbling juicy human beans. Eating human beans is wrong and evil," the BFG said. "It is guzzling and glum, glumshish," shouted the blood bolter. "And tonight I is galloping off to Chile to swallow a few human chili beans. Is you wishing to know why I is choosing Chile?" I'm not wishing to know anything," the BFG said, very defined, dignified, dignified. <laughs> I is choosing chili," the blood bolter said, "because I is fed up with the taste of esquim, esquimos, esquimos. It is important I has plenty of cold eats in." In this scudding hot weather, and the next coldest thing to an Eskimo is a chili bean. Human beans from Chile is very chilly. Horrible! The BFG said, "You ought to be ashamed." The other giants is all saying they is wanting to gallop off to England tonight to guzzle school childers. Childers. Chindlers, the blood bolter said, "Eyes are very found indeed of English school chindlers. They has a nice icky booky flavor. Perhaps I will change my mind and go to England with them." You is disgusting, the BFG said, and you is an insult. Insult. Insult to the giant. Peoples shouted the blood bolter. You is not fit to be a giant. You is a squiddy little squiddler. You is a pibbling little piss squeak. You is a cream puffet. 
With that, the horrible blood bolter giant strode out of the cave. The BFG ran to the cave entrance and quickly rolled the stone back into place. Sophie, he whispered, Sophie, where is you, Sophie? Sophie emerged from under the hem of the black cloak. I'm here, she said. The BFG picked her up and held her tenderly, tenderly. tenderly in the palm of the hand. The palm in the palm of his hand. Oh, I'm so happy to be finding you all in a one lump. He said, "I was in his mouth." Sophie said, "You was what?" cried the BFG. Sophie told him what ha- had happened, and there I was telling him to eat the fist some snozzcomer, and you was all was all the time inside it. The BFG cried, "Not much fun," Sophie said. "Just look at you, you poor little chiddler!" She cried the BFG. He was all covered in snozzcumber and giant spit. He set about cleaning her up as up as best as he could. I's hitting those other giants more than ever now," he said. "You know what I should like." What Sophie said, I should like to find a way of disappearing them, every single one. I'd be glad to help you, Sophie said. Let me see if I can't think up a way of doing it.